0: I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. What's up, guys? Kyle Mylan here. And whether you're listening to this on the podcast or watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and share it with one person you know. Stay tuned for all my weekly videos. All right, so Circle of Influence, what does that mean? So you're not getting decision makers to respond to you. The typical way of doing it and when it comes to sales, whether you're in industrial sales like most of my audience is or you're in any type of sales, you're looking for the decision maker, the person that's going. If they say yes, they're going to close that deal with you, sign the contract, buy whatever it is that you're selling. So usually people only go after that person because they're trying to do the shortest path of least resistance, go straight to the decision maker, sell them, pitch them, work your deal out with them. But so often you have that issue of you've You've done all the cold methods and outreach methods that you can think of, and they're just not responding. That's where the circle of influence comes into play. So if you are to Google search circle of influence, this is not what I'm talking about. Circle of influence from a Google search standpoint talks about the psychology behind Circle of influence versus circle of concern, not worrying about things that you have no control over. What I'm referring to is, is you've got the one person that is the decision maker and you've got this circle around them that can influence their buying decisions. Whether it's personal life or whether it's business life, it's still the same. Whoever makes the decision has people around them that can influence that decision, sway them into one direction or the other based on their opinion, their research, what it is that they're seeing. While ultimately anybody inside of the circle of influence cannot make the decision, it's just that decision maker, they can, as the title suggests, significantly influence the decision that is made. So let's look into the methods that you would typically go about. You're going to either call someone, email them, or use LinkedIn, and you're going to go after that person that's the decision maker. The tactics that I teach and that work the best in industrial sales is that you want to go after people that are around them. So if you're going after somebody in purchasing, which we all know that going after people in purchasing totally sucks because usually a lot of times their decisions can be price-based and it's not the best conversations be had. There are unicorns out there that are in commodity management or purchasing that um are cool to deal with but for the most part people kind of you know in sales kind of dread going after that commodity person but doesn't matter if you're going after a commodity manager director of purchasing somebody in engineering somebody in operations that's at the top they're not always going to be readily available so you have to expand the reach that you're going after into the circle of influence of people around them so what does that include that includes people that work for them, that's the most direct way. So every manager has people that work underneath them in purchasing, whether it's commodity specialists, buyers, if it's engineering manager, you've got all different levels of engineers, operations, you've got people that are managing the plant, you've got people that are managing maintenance, things like that. So you've got their basic org chart of everybody that works underneath them. That's one one dimension of the circle of influence then you get into the cross-departmental teams so if you think about every purchasing person engineering manager operations person they all have meetings with other departments whether it's weekly daily whatever it is so you've now got those people where if you're trying to go after purchasing their decision can be influenced by the director of engineering by the director of operations If they come to that meeting and say, hey, I just saw this person, I just came across this online, I just looked this up, this person just talked to me, whatever, they can pass that information on, they can give a recommendation and say that you should look into this. And that's where the whole sales process of everybody just going after the decision maker instead of also at the same time going after the circle of influence of people around them that work for them or that are in other departments can shorten the life cycle of that process to get the sale so your sales cycle can be drastically reduced if you would just go after more people at that organization at different departments than just going after that decision maker so the three main methods are going to be email email you can still get a hold of people via email there are so many spam blockers there are so many things that are in your way whether or not um, you've got the right email address whether or not their corporation has spam blockers put in place, they can quickly block you from even getting that email received. Then you can go to the phone path. If you do your research and find the phone number of that person, whether it's the direct line or you call the headquarters and ask to speak to that person directly, that can work. However, with post-COVID times and still going through COVID, some people are not at the office, some people don't have their phones forwarding. So you have to think about it from the standpoint that that may not be the best way to do it. What I've found and what I tell people is the fastest way to get into that circle of influence and reach the decision maker is going to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn has the company directory already there. A lot of times people are using LinkedIn to use it as a directory, go through, find who is the person to contact and then pick up the phone and call them or try and find their email address using whatever means necessary and then email them. But they forget that step of just sending that connection request. i've got a ton of videos out there about how to effectively use linkedin i'll link some up here above and you can go and watch those and i go through everything from building your profile to the algorithm to how to use whatever means necessary with creating content company page stuff i've got a ton of content about that so i'm not going to go into it but on linkedin you can see this is my decision maker i'm trying to go after And then you can find people that work for them based on their title, and you can find those other cross-departmental people that you think are in that circle of influence and then go after them as well. And you want to go after everybody. In an ideal situation on LinkedIn, you would be connected with every department head and everybody that's in that circle of influence that works for them or that works with them. So that way it increases your likelihood to get a response, it increases your likelihood for them to see your content, and it increases your likelihood to actually get somebody on the phone. It's gonna decrease the life cycle of the sale to where it's gonna shorten it up, and that's ultimately what you're trying to go after, is you're trying to reduce the cycle that it takes from the first point of contact until when you close that deal. So the last thing we're gonna to touch on is the preferred method of contact. Now, you can try and go after them on LinkedIn, and you can try and go after the circle of influence on LinkedIn. But there are times where people just aren't on there. They may prefer for you to pick up the phone and call them. That's their preferred method of contact. They may not pick up the phone, not be on LinkedIn, but you can get them on email. You have to try all the different ways. Even once things open up and you can do cold visits again and just physically walk into a place, ask to speak with that person. Most of the time, they're not going to be available. But from my experience, when I was doing this and I was in industrial sales, I saw about a 20% success rate. So I'd go see 10 people a day, only two of the times, somebody would be willing to talk to me. And I worked my numbers based on that. Sales is all about numbers. So you have to increase the denominator so that way you have opportunities that you can actually move forward with to an RFQ, RFP, or whatever it is. But you have to try and figure out the preferred method of contact. There is no one way that works for every single person. I can tell you that for most people, the shortest path of least resistance is going to be connect with them on LinkedIn. Don't sell them right away. Watch my videos about what to do once you are a connection. You have to build value first, then you go in from a sales standpoint. But that's going to be your shortest path of least resistance because you can go after so many people. If the the purchasing department has 12 people in it, you can go after all 12. If the engineering department has 47 engineers, go after all 47 of them. They will refer you to somebody that is the decision maker or say other people that you should reach out to which is just going to increase your likelihood to have an actual conversation to talk about your solution. But you have to figure out what is the preferred method of contact. Like I said, there's no one way, only way to do it. These are the most common. The most common four are going to be LinkedIn, email, phone call, cold visit. You can see them at trade shows possibly. But if you're controlling it and you're doing it today as long as they're not too far away from you physically, you can do all four of those things right now. If you can't go and see them today or tomorrow because you'd have to fly there, then you can at least do three of them. But you have to figure out, how am I going to get a hold of this person? Understand that it's not just a single person. It's that circle of influence of everybody around them. If you use these tactics, I guarantee it will drastically reduce your sales cycle time and get you closer to having that conversation. Then it's up to you to make sure that your pitch is good, that your service that you offer, a product you sell is good, and that you ask the right questions. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, share it with one person you know, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can leave me a review, cause it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.